This is KYUK, Public Radio for the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta. I'm Francisco Martinez Cuello. Governor Mike Dunleavy announced a bill on Tuesday that would increase the amount of parental permission needed to teach sex education and would require school districts to separate student locker room and bathroom facilities by biological sex rather than gender identity. If passed by the legislature, students would need their parents' permission before taking a sex education class or joining a club related to gender or sexuality. There should never be a case where a parent sends their kids to school and the child comes back um, having discussions about things they learned in school that may be a sensitive issue or an affront to a a parent's values. The bill would require school districts to divide locker rooms and restrooms by gender assigned at birth. Parents would also need to give written permission for students to change their names or pronouns at school. Anchorage Democratic Senator Loki Tobin chairs the Senate Education Committee. She says the bill would increase feelings of isolation among LGBTQ students. They are probably our most vulnerable young people. And in many cases, their public school is the safest place for them. It's where they trusted adult that sees them for who they are. Uh, It's where they can go by their correct name and their correct pronouns and where they get to be a kid. Dunleavy denied that the bill targets queer and trans youth. Instead, he said, it's meant to strengthen parental rights and increase transparency in schools. This isn't targeting anybody. This is really reaffirming parental rights and that the parents of these children have a right to know Um, what their children are doing in school, what topics are being taught. Dunleavy also introduced a bill to increase teacher recruitment and retention by giving full-time teachers an annual payment for the next three years. Payments could be $5,000, $10,000, or $15,000, depending on the district, with the highest payments going to teachers in the most remote areas. Iditarod teams tackled a notoriously tough section of trail headed into the Nikolai checkpoint on Tuesday. But just how tough was it? Well, as Alaska Public Media's Lex Training reports, it depends who you ask. Pre-race reports about the notoriously challenging stretch of trail from Rome to Nikolai were bad. Iditarod officials described the section as the worst moguls in race history. After finishing the run, Kelly Maxner says his back is aching from the 75-mile run. It is as bad as I've ever seen it as far as the moguls go. And then there was... But there's actually mud on several miles of it too, which I've never seen mud before. He decides to take a five-hour break in Nikolai, a community checkpoint about a quarter through the thousand-mile race. Maxner says the trail was also hard on his dogs, which likely means he'll take his mandatory day-long rest earlier than he expected. Be good. They're a little maybe banged up, so we're probably gonna 24 earlier than I think I was going to. But they're fine. They're all energetic and going and happy to go. I just want to make sure they're healed up for the rest of the race. So. But most teams, especially those that raced last year, say the trail was actually better than they expected. Richie Deal is running his 11th Iditarod. He says he actually had a good time. Probably the best I've ever seen it from Roan over here to Nikolai. It was a really, really nice trail. There was a little mogul in places, but not nearly as bad as last year. For mushers who decided to stop in Nikolai, the checkpoint was a good spot to stop to recover from their aches and work on their sleds. Ryan Reddington is switching out a strip of sled runner plastic when he discovers some damage. Sorry, I just see a crack in my runner here. 
I'll be changing sleds now and and McGrath. Yeah, hopefully that makes it to McGrath. Riley Dyke had an adaptation on his sled to deal with the constant yanking going over the moguls. He had a loop of bungee cord attached to the gang line in front of his sled to absorb some of the tension. It's kind of nice early. It takes a little a little power off the dogs, which is actually kind of nice, but. I'm ready to not have it on there anymore. Several top mushers sent dogs home in Nikolai that had sustained minor injuries on the trail. Reigning champ Brent Sass has a dog, Marty, sitting in his sled bag when he pulls in. I've been carrying a lot of dogs. I carried this guy for 60 miles, so that was fun. But, yeah, you know, nothing goes to plan ever. Luckily, I'm used to that in my life. There's nothing that goes to plan in my life, so... Sass is the first out of the checkpoint pulled by an 11-dog team. That's the same number of dogs he finished with last year, and he still has more than 700 miles to get to Nome. Musher Jesse Holmes also has an injury. He says he rested out on trail during the tough run. He still has a tender wrist from a construction accident last spring, but it wasn't his wrist that bothered him as he cut open the bags filled with extra gear. Instead, it was his bashed knee. My wrist is doing good, actually. I bashed up my knee last night though, and I couldn't really walk this morning, but I took a nap and I'm all good now, so. He pulls his snow hook and after just a 14 minute stop, is on his way. You know the outbound trail? Yep. Okay. See if the dogs do. <laughs> yeah. All right. Reporting in Nikolai, I'm Lex Trinan. The Iditarod this year looks almost exactly as it did pre-pandemic. There's no longer a vaccine requirement, no mandatory COVID-19 testing, and all the checkpoints like White Mountain and Takatna are hosting teams again. It's also the first year since 2020 that Nikolai is fully open for Iditarod fans who flew in with private tours. Nikolai Edzino, Tribe First Chief, Vernon John, says the community is ready to have guests back this year. It's pretty good to have to have it back and seeing people move around this morning and all excited, you know. Nikolai is an Athabascan village, home to roughly 100 people. It's about a quarter of the way into the Iditarod Trail. John says the tribal council did not have to debate whether to host the Iditarod checkpoint this year since everyone was in favor of it. Resident and tribal administrator Kristen Wills says people in Nikolai are ready to return to normal traditions. COVID is going to be around for a while, but we don't want it to hold us back anymore, you know. We just, just want to, we don't want to lose our tradition and we're just going to keep going on with things. <laughs> Wills says the community is also restarting its annual spring carnival celebration later this March for the first time in three years. This is KYUK News. I'm Francisco Martinez Cuello. Kuyana for listening. Please share your news tips, comments, or suggestions. You can email us at news at kyuk.org or message us on Facebook. And stay tuned for News Yuktun coming up.